Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Kevin Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries. Come and join us every Sunday, 1130 a.m. at 1609 Havana Street, Aurora, Colorado, 80010. Today's message is entitled, Don't Be Tempted to Stand on the Highest Point of the Temple. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll be coming out of Luke 4, 9, and 10. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. Matthew 4.10, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we just thank you for the privilege to be chosen and used by you, Lord. We just thank you that you are the Lord of Lords. And King of Kings, a mighty, awesome God, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. For while the valley was very deep and its bottom could not be seen, if you look from above into the depth, this farther vastly high elevation of the colonnade stood up on the height. In so much, and if anyone looked down from the top of the battlements or down both these altitudes, he would be giddy. While his sight could not reach to such a great depth, the pinnacle of the temple, which had a sheer drop between 300 and 600 feet, was a place that Satan took Jesus to and tempted him to jump off and see if angels could catch his fall as promised in the Bible. Satan the devil, having failed at his previous two tricks, tried yet another. It showed all the kingdom in the world and the glory of them to the Lord Jesus and asked him to worship the devil. Look at the wealth and the glory of all these kingdoms. If you worship me, I'll give them all to you. I'll give this all to you. This is ugly face of Satan. It is absolutely shameless. Satan doesn't even know the meaning of the word shame, and this is just another example of his evil. Satan, the devil, is absolutely shameless. God gave everything to mankind. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But Satan wanted to seize it all and afterward said, worship me. Worship me, and he doesn't even know what shame is. Satan clearly knows that God created everything, <clears throat> excuse me, and that he manages it and has dominion over it. Everything belongs to God, not to man, much less to Satan. Yet Satan the devil brazenly said that he would give everything to God. Isn't Satan once again doing something absurd and shameless? God hates Satan even more now, yet no matter what Satan tried to do, did the Lord Jesus fall for it? What did the Lord Jesus say? Does this phrase have a practical meaning? What sort of practical meaning? We see Satan's evil and shamelessness in his speech. For if man worships Satan, what would the conclusion be? Why did Satan tempt the Lord? Would he receive the wealth and glory of all the kingdom? What would he receive? Would mankind become just as shameless and laughable as Satan? There would be no difference between Satan and man. Help us, Lord. Thank you for you, Lord. Hallelujah, our protector and provider. 
Therefore, the Lord Jesus said this phrase, which is important for each and every person. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Which states that except for the Lord, except for God himself, if you serve another, if you worship Satan the devil, then you will wallow in the same filth as Satan. You would then share Satan's shamelessness and his evil, just like Satan you would tempt God and attack God. Then what would your end be? You would be loathed by God, struck down by God, destroyed by God. You would be body slammed just like Satan. From everything that Satan has done, we can see his arrogance and we see is deceitful and malice. How is Satan's arrogance primarily displayed? Does Satan always want to occupy God's position? Satan always wants to tear down God's work and God's position and take it for himself so that people will follow, support, and worship Satan. This is the arrogant nature of Satan. When Satan corrupts people, he does it so in a deceitful and treacherous way. When Satan does his work on people, he does not directly tell people how to refuse and oppose God. When Satan tempts God, he does not come out and say, I'm tempting you. I'm going to attack you. So what method does Satan use? He seduces, tempts, attacks, sets traps, and even wrongly quotes the scriptures. Satan speaks and acts in various ways to achieve his senator, sinister motives. After Satan has done this, what can be seen from what manifested in man? People become arrogant. Man has suffered from Satan's corruption for thousands of years, and so man has become arrogant and extraordinarily conceited. He has become deceitful, malicious, and unreasonable. All these things are brought about due to Satan's nature. Since Satan's nature is evil, it has given man this evil nature and brought man this evil, corrupt disposition. Therefore, man lives under the corrupt, satanic disposition, and like Satan, man goes against God, attacks God, tempts him to the extent that man does not worship God and does not revere him in their hearts. However, facing Satan's temptation, the Lord Jesus only said a word. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So that Satan was humiliated and slipped away. <clears throat> At the same time, the word allows man to understand only God is the Lord of all things, is supreme, and should be worshipped. Only by living according to God's word can we not be, hallelujah, praise the Lord, corrupted and harmed by Satan and can be blessed by God. The phrase said by the Lord Jesus shows human beings the way of practice and makes us understand God's will, see the right path that we would pursue and know how to live a life that is valuable. What's more important, the word allows us to penetrate satanic schemes, realizing that we should not live for our own interests or pursue fame and fortune or covet the worldly glory, but instead we should absolutely live our life to satisfy God, walk the path of salvation of fearing God and shunning evil. Besides, from the dialogue between God and Satan, it is seen that God's words are transparent, direct, and straightforward because God's substance is holy, while Satan's words 
with temptation, seduction, attack, appear dignified and great on the surface, but are insidious and malicious in substance. Those who are saved under God possesses honesty and they are kind-hearted. They differentiate between love and hate. They have a sense of justice and are rational and they are able to care for God and treasure all that is of God. Such people are not bound, spied upon, accused, or abused by Satan. They are completely free. They have been completely liberated and released. Thanks to God's guidance, we have the ability to gain true knowledge of Satan's evil motive. It turns as Satan turns out that Satan tempts us in order to tear down and disrupt God's work because he wants to reign over all the earth, wants us humans to betray God, worship him, and become the objects he can enslave, fool, and devour at will. However, God's work isn't based on Satan's schemes. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. God makes perfect our faith in and love of him, which better manifests God's wisdom and almightiness. At the same time, we are able to gain a deeper knowledge of the practical meaning and value of the phrase, you shall worship the Lord your God and only him shall you serve. The Lord Jesus said it is clear that the phrase carries a lot of weight, which is to say, whatever temptation from Satan comes to us, God wants us to rely on him, not to lose faith in him, but to tread the path of fearing, hallelujah, can I get amen, God and shunning evil. Only this way can we bear witness for God and be protected by God. To throw himself down and fly through the air was none of our Lord's ways. He had no call, no warrant from God to decline the stairs by which he might go down from the top of the temple and precipitate himself from the battlements thereof. God had never granted nor even promised to any of the protections of angel in sinful and forbidden ways, nor a judge that his special providence should watch over and preserve them, who should voluntarily throw themselves into danger which they might lawfully avoid. And to this, that Satan seems to mock our Savior's true use of Scripture by his abuse of applying it, not to instruct but to deceive, separating the protection of God's providence from man's duty and extending the promise of the former to those who neglect the latter and putting God upon working a miracle to declare that which he had already made sufficiently evident. Resisting the devil is easier when we put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6.11, we must be self-controlled and alert because enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 1 Peter 5.8, and this way we do not give the devil a foothold. It is never right to expose ourselves to unnecessary danger in expectation of an extraordinary deliverance. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your protection, Father, dear Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for being our shelter and strength. In Jesus' name, amen.